Hey, this is Lauren Hargrove, co-pastor of Gravetop Church with the Revive Moms podcast. I hope this message makes a difference in your life and truly revives your soul. Enjoy. Today's title is What Lies Ahead? And so I want to ask you a question. Where is your gaze right now? Are you still looking at the past, maybe the feeling Uh, feeling the weight of guilt or shame or regret and dwelling over the dark places you found yourself in? Or are you looking ahead, far into the future with hopeful expectation and yearning for change? You know, the truth is, is that we all have a past. We've all made really great decisions and created many good memories. And we have also had our share of mistakes and experiences that we rather not talk about. Some of us have found ourselves stuck in the past, dwelling on all the shoulda, woulda, couldas. We keep reliving in our mind the negative experiences to the point where we feel all of the physical symptoms of those very moments. Have you ever thought about something in the past that you experienced and you can like feel it, you feel it in your body, you feel it in your mind, your heart starts racing and you start feeling it again. And before you know it, you find your day with the shadow of the past lingering over your head in a blanket of discouragement weighing you down. But this week I felt God whisper to me, it's time to focus on what lies before you. It's time for us to shift our focus, turn our gaze to what's ahead and believe that though we've experienced challenging times, good times are still in store for us. It's time for us to shake off the heaviness of the past and allow ourselves to have a renewed faith and joy. Is this what you desire? You know, I really believe that God does want to do something new in our life and our family's life today. And, you know, so like I said, I really felt like God was ministering to that to me. And, you know, as I've been sharing my experience the past couple months of really just postpartum anxiety, and it took me out of nowhere, hit me by surprise, and I felt just like in a dark place. And I will say this past week, I have felt great. I have felt myself again. I have felt joy again. I have felt um, so much better, but it's taken effort and work and intention And I have caught myself throughout the week thinking about like, I'll just stop and like, oh man, remember, oh no, like that felt horrible. I don't want to feel that again. And like, and start thinking about how I felt and what I was feeling and I would begin to feel it. And then I, I, during those moments, I, I heard God and felt God tell me it's time to focus on what lies ahead of you instead of remembering, thinking and dwelling about what you've been through, right? And um, I had read this verse this week in Proverbs 4.25, and it says, Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. And that's when God really spoke to me this this truth. And so that's what I want to share with you today. So we're going to talk about three points. And the first one is leave it behind. The second one is change direction. And the last one is renewed faith. And so let's talk about leave it behind. And that's in Philippians 3.13. I want to share this verse. It says, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. 
And it's crazy. There's multiple verses that really came to me as I was putting this together. The one I just read you is in, in Proverbs a while ago. This one that I just read you right now is in Philippians. And what is it saying? What lies ahead, what lies before you, look straight ahead. So I really believe that God is wanting to encourage us to look ahead. And in order to move forward, it requires us to let go. But letting go is hard. It's hard to let go of past hurts, disappointments, regrets, even though that's exactly what we want to do. Like we want to let go, but it's hard. The truth is that that dwelling on the past and replaying it over and over in our head will change nothing. It will change nothing that has happened by just replaying it and dwelling and thinking about it. The only thing you have power to change is the present and what lies ahead. So it's time for us to let go. And let me ask you, what is it that you feel like you're holding on to right now? Maybe it's, you know, addiction of some sort. Maybe it's broken relationships, the ones you wish would have worked out but didn't. Maybe it's your bad mom days. Maybe you had some bad mom days like we all have, but you're just replaying it in your head and thinking and, and tearing yourself down. Maybe you're blaming yourself for things outside of your control. Maybe the lack of self-control you've had, maybe habitual sins, etc. I don't know what it is, but what is it that you're holding on to? It's time to forgive yourself and to forgive those who have hurt you. And do yourself a favor and let it all go. But how do we do this exactly? You know, it's like, okay, cool, let it go. Like, here you go. How do we do that? And I truly believe, I don't know the whole answer. We figure it out on our own, right? But one thing I really believe is that it has a lot to do with our thought life. And we talked about a little bit of this last week. But this week, um, I feel like it really came into play again in our thought life. It takes us to actively and consistently change our thoughts and renew them with God's truth. And this is what I've truly been focusing on lately, and it's been a game changer. It's been, I've talked to some of you about this journey, and it's hard, but it changes things. We have to literally guide and control our thoughts, or they will control every part of our life if we let it when thoughts of my past experience like i mentioned a while ago recently started to flare so i'm feeling good i'm like man i'm feeling better and it's funny sometimes when you're feeling better whatever that means for you when you're feeling better sometimes it's like i feel like subconsciously our mind is like oh but remember <laughs> remember what you went through oh but what if you go back to that literally those thoughts in my head i'm like i'm feeling great oh yeah what if i feel like that again and I've learned like, no, like as soon as I start thinking that it walks me slowly back to those feelings and I instantly begin to fear fearful again, but I'm learning to stop it in its tracks and replace it with hopeful and life-giving thoughts. Our thoughts have so much power that they end up controlling our actions and what we choose on a daily basis. So with that being said, in order to let go, we must also let go of the negative thoughts of our past and refocus on the positive thoughts of what lies ahead. So whatever it is that you're holding on to today, ask God to help you let it all go in order to make room for what's to come. 
I don't know if any of y'all have seen, I've seen this like throughout the years over and over, like on Facebook. Um, it's usually that nice older woman um, that we go to church with that shares it all the time, <laughs> stereotypically. And it's that picture of this little girl holding a little teddy bear. And then Jesus is kneeling in front of her and has a huge teddy bear behind. And he wants to give it to her, and he's, but she doesn't know. And he's asking her to simply let go and give him the little teddy bear. Does that, I don't know if y'all have seen it. And the whole, it's so cute, and I've seen it multiple times, but it's the concept of what we're talking about. You know, like she's holding on to what makes her secure and she can't let it go. But little does she know Jesus has something bigger and better for her, right? But she has to let it go. And, you know, what God has for us is better than what we're holding on to. And why is it that even for us sometimes we hold on to the negative as if it brings us some sort of safety and comfort? And sometimes our negative thought processes and, and patterns we hold on to negative things because it has taught us that it protects us and brings us safety. Like even anxiety, as I've been walking through this and talking to my counselor that even though I don't want it, it literally somehow subconsciously tricks us to believe that it protects us. Well, if I worry about this, then it's not going to happen. The moment I let it go, the negative thing I'm worrying about will happen. Like literally I realized in my thought process, I'm worried about it and I'm holding on to it so much that I'm so anxious that because I feel if I finally let go, then something bad is going to happen. I mean, that's just toxic and crazy, right? But why do we do that? You know, we have to renew our mind and relearn the truth. And the truth is not that when we let go, something bad is going to happen. That when we let go, God is in control and he has good things in store for us. And so I'm going to read this last verse for our first point, And that's Hebrews 12.1. And it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the, great, the race God has set before us. I mean, that is a powerful verse. It's saying that people are watching you. Who is this huge crowd of witnesses? I don't know. It could be the angels. It could be your loved ones in heaven watching down, cheering you on. You know, I don't know if that's specifically what it is, but it makes me imagine. Like, who is this cloud of witnesses? You know, our loved ones, and you know, that can make me cry right now thinking my grandpa's in heaven saying, Lauren, don't give up. You can do this. Keep pressing forward. It's going to get better. Or the angels just fighting our battles around us saying, no, you can do this. And how much more and how much greater Jesus Christ himself literally cheering for us saying, keep going. And then it says, strip off the weight that slows you down. What weight are you carrying? What are you holding on to that is not meant for you? That is not your weight to hold. That is not your burden to carry. That God is saying, strip it off and let go so that you can run the race that God has for you. You know, you can run holding, you know, carrying your babies if you need to, but it's hard. But imagine, you know, them, I, I don't know, running with you. You don't have to carry them. How much faster you could run. But you get my concept. So leave it behind. Let's talk about our next point, and that is change direction change direction. So let me read this classic verse, but it's been one that has spoken to me in a new way uh, throughout the season. It's Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Listen to it as if it's the first time you're hearing it. 
and let God really speak to you specifically where you're at right now in this season. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all that you do, and he will show you which path to take. I mean, that verse is jam-packed and like with so much truth. Trust in him with all your heart. That's hard. Don't depend on your own understanding. What are you thinking? No, well, if I did that, then that wouldn't make sense. I don't, God, you know, God's ways are so different. And it says, seek his will and he will show you which path to take. You know, it's time to change directions and follow God's path this time around. All of us here, are we love God, right? We're following him. We're Christians. We're growing closer to him. But even as a Christian, sometimes we try to make things happen our own way. We try to control it and we say, no, this is what I got to do if it's going to work out. And that's in our own understanding. And sometimes we get ourselves like in this funk because God is saying, no, trust me, come this way. But we are so set on doing it the way we think it should happen. But God's ways are typically way different than ours. Even if you have the most clever and wisest plan to make your dreams come true, God's plan typically, in my experience, and a lot of experiences in the Bible that you read, they always look different. But it's for a reason. And I'll be the first to admit that it's super hard to follow God sometimes. Why? Because it requires so much faith, and the truth is, is it's scary. You know, when God called Homer and I to come move to San Antonio when we were comfortable in Del Rio, we were serving at a church and we loved youth ministry and we didn't think we were going to move. We thought we were going to buy a house there. We were going to have a family there. And one day when we were doing this 21 day fast, God spoke to us, both of us individually. And we came together and we both were like, God told you that too? Whoa, this is crazy. God told us to move to San Antonio and start a church who Homer and I like, yeah, we love God and we're doing ministry, but how are we going to do that? And that whole adventure in itself was crazy. And it was scary. We had to trust God for every single dime that we needed to find a place. How are we going to, who are we going to reach? I mean, it was a crazy, that's a whole nother story for another time. And it was scary, but we wouldn't want to change it for anything because it's been the most rewarding thing that we've ever done. And so that's why so many of us choose to stay comfortable and even complacent in our faith. We don't want to be uncomfortable and vulnerable. So we just stay a basic Christian. And I'm not saying anything negative about that, but we want to be comfortable. And we we have just enough faith to maybe go to church on Sundays and maybe read a devotional every couple of days. But if you truly want to experience God, like really experience the power of God in your life, it requires faith and a change in direction. Do you want more of God? Do you want to truly experience the power of his life-giving word, to know the truth, to hear his voice, to make a difference, and to experience the freedom and joy he has? You know, God, there's so much more to God than just these basic things that our Christianity has taught us. You know, he has, there's, there's so much more intimate moments that Jesus wants us to have with him. And it requires faith. 
you know, today we have to choose to change directions and stop following our well thought up plans and start asking God, what are your plans? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? How can I make a difference for you? What does the future hold for me according to your will? When I look back, the times that I chose to trust God and follow his paths were the best experiences of my life. The times I tried to force my own desires and will, I was left disappointed and in an unnecessary situation. And I'll briefly share, there's many of them, but there's one time right before Homer, I am so God, glad that God spared me because my life would honestly be miserable right now. And before I met Homer, I was in another relationship. I don't even know why I was in that relationship, but I thought this was going to be this is it. I wanted to, you know, I thought like, oh, he's kind of like Christian to so like, that's good enough. And, um, I guess we're going to like move forward and like, um, live life together. And shortly after that, he started treating me like completely horrible. And I was stuck in that relationship for a, a little bit. And I remember like, I was a Christian at that time, going to church, really pursuing God. But God began to literally tell me over and over and over. I felt it like the strongest times in my life when God spoke to me was during that time say no Lauren this is not it like every red flag so clear and I was like no but like it has to be in my own understanding right like no literally went back and forth like five times it was ridiculous um you know saying no I have to break up with you because God told me I just know a week later okay fine like you know so stupid and young right but my point is I finally at the very end I listened and I remember literally God showing me this image in my head of this little kid, you know, so all of us have kids and we're all trying to cook, right? And how many times do our kids want us to carry them or come right, you know, next to us in the kitchen and like literally almost burn their hand because they're like, mom, hold me right now, hold me. And you're like, no, you're literally going to get hurt. And, um, and I remember God showing me this image of a little, you know, a little kid coming in and wanting to touch the stove and the mom saying, no, don't touch that. You're going to get burnt. And what happens? The kids do it over and over. And I remember God showing me like, you're literally, I'm telling you, you're gonna get hurt, but you still just wanna see for yourself. You don't believe me. You don't believe that if you touch that stove, you're gonna get hurt. And in, in that like moment, I felt like God's like, okay. And so what happened? I didn't listen. I continued to go against what I knew God was speaking to me. And I got hurt. I got real hurt and it was really messed up, the things that happened. But I am so grateful that even though it took me still getting hurt, God pulled me out and I still ended up listening. And I now am married to the best, my best friend, the man of my dreams. Like I'm so glad that I didn't um, settle for anything less because I am in the healthiest relationship I could have ever dreamed of, right? And just so grateful for God's grace and God's plan and that I chose, even though I was stubborn, to follow his plan. After that breakup, I thought, oh, gosh, I'm going to be like, you know, 40 and still single. Like, okay, God, all for you. I'll be 40 and single for you, God. It's fine. I'll be miserable, but I'll serve you. I literally was thinking like that. I was like, fine, God, I'm going to be depressed. It's whatever, but I'll serve you and go to church and I love you, whatever. Literally thought like that. And the next day, I remember waking up and feeling this peace. Like it was super a spiritual moment because I thought I was going to be down and out. But it's like as soon as I obeyed him and changed directions I felt like I was able to feel his peace again and his joy and it was I just felt like after that okay peace out and a couple months later 
Mr. Homer came around. And so I went through this whole story um, just to say that I've been in the moments of my life where I didn't listen and it always ended up burning me. But the times where I chose to change directions and trust where God was leading, it always turned out to be better than I could have done and better than expected. And so, you know, God, the, the moment I decided to change and trust God's plan, the best years of my, my life began to unravel. And so what I'm trying to say is that God has amazing things in store for you. Great things lie ahead, but this will require to dig deeper and find even just a mustard seed of faith and change directions. Follow God's way and his path and watch the best years of your life begin to unravel. Will there still be trials? Yes, it's inevitable. I'm not saying, oh, change directions, follow him, everything's going to be good. But God never disappoints and he always works everything out for your good. And I'll end this point with this verse in Psalms 32, 8 through 9. It says, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit, a bit and brittle to keep it under control. Most people don't share the end of that verse. They're just like, oh, God will guide you along the best pathway for your life and watch over you. That sounds good. And so he will. But sometimes we're like, no, God, I don't want to listen. I'm stubborn. I've been there many times. And he's like, just don't do that. Like, just listen because I have the best plan for you. Just like our kids. I swear. I tell you, my little, um, well, all of them, but even Jules, she like desperately needs naps. And we have nap time every day. And she's been skipping them again. She went like a whole week of having three to four hour naps. And this week she's skipping them. We finally get her out. She's super fussy. And then she's like, I want, I'm tired. I want to take a nap. And I'm like, girl, like you had your opportunity. <laughs> now you're waiting until bedtime. If you would have just listened. And so anyways, change directions. And let's end on this uh, last point, renewed faith. Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. This is also one of those well-known verses you may have heard before, but listen to it like it's the first time today. And it says, but forget all of that. All of that, whatever that is. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers and the dry wasteland. I mean, that verse is so beautiful. It sounds so great, but think about it. Forget everything that's happened. He wants to do something new. And he wants to do the impossible. The thing that you think he can't do, he wants to do it. Sometimes when we've been through the fire, it leaves us feeling jaded and bitter towards life. Everything we see is stained by the disappointment of our past. It's hard to see the good or hope for the best when we have been convinced to believe that our life is destined for constant hurt. But that is far from the truth. The enemy wants to lead you to believe that your life will always be a struggle, that you will never experience freedom, that your marriage will never be restored, that your kids will resent you and not like you, that you will always be anxious and depressed, that you will never reach your goals and be successful, and so on. But he is a liar, remember? Don't waste another moment believing him. 
What does God say? And it says this, he says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. So allow God to renew and restore your faith today. Dare to believe his promises. Dare to believe his goodness and his desire to bless you and your family. It takes letting go. It takes changing directions. And it takes faith. But God will not disappoint. He can answer your prayers, even the ones that seem impossible. He can do it. And I'm going to end on these last two verses, Matthew 17, 20. And it says, uh, you don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I tell you the truth. If you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here and it will move. Nothing would be impossible. Jesus is saying, I don't need you to have this great faith. Even if you have a little pinch left of faith, that is all that you need to see God do the impossible. And the last verse is Psalms 94, 19. When doubts filled my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and joy. When doubts filled my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and joy. Psalms 94, 19. I hope you enjoyed today's message. We'd love to connect with you. Follow Revive Moms on Instagram and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If Revive Moms has been life-giving to you, then we'd love to connect with you as a church family. To learn more about Gravetop Church, visit gravetop.com or follow us on social media at Gravetop Church. Thanks for listening.